0: Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. In this episode, we chat with Debbie Soon, co-founder of the Hug Project. Hug is all about inclusiveness and education. The project recently rolled out an accelerator program to help projects get started and help them be more successful. Let's do this.
1: welcome to the nifty chicks we are so excited to have debbie soon here from hug which if anybody's been listening to this these uh, our nifty chicks episodes you know that uh, minty cell and myself are huge fans of hug and everything that they're doing so we're so excited to be talking with debbie soon hi debbie how are you I'm good. How's it going? We are so good, so good. Yeah, Minty Cell. Just so you know, Minty Cell is traveling. She is living the dream up in uh, Colorado. She actually just had her birthday, so she oh, is happy uh, birthday. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. <sighs> All right, Debbie, so we want to hear all about your story, Um, really kicking off with, uh, you know, your background. If you could kind of introduce yourself to our audience and let us know who you are and uh, a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you
2: so much for having me here. Um, It is an honor and excited to be chatting with you both. Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit about me. I'm Singapore-born and raised. Uh, I currently live in Los Angeles. I moved there last year. At the start of last year, in the middle of COVID, um, I yeah, I guess I got my career started off in finance. So was actually an investor. Um, spent seven years in finance, really focused on the consumer sector. So I've always been really passionate about anything consumer. So anything from restaurants, e-commerce, retail, um, all of the fun stuff. Um, about two to three years into my finance journey, kind of realized that it wasn't really for me. So founded my first business as a little side hustle, and that was actually an indoor cycling studio. So it was kind of Singapore's version of SoulCycle at the time. This was back in 2014, 2015. Uh, at the time, boutique fitness was still something that was um, getting started um, getting started in Singapore, uh, there were a lot of yoga studios, but it wasn't any other kind of discipline. So I wanted to um, do that. So ran that for a couple of years, sold a business. And then finally, um, like after I left my finance career four years ago, that was when I really formally went into startups full time. Um, I was still in Singapore at the time. So I joined this startup that was... Um, I guess it had about like two hundred people, so it wasn't it wasn't small, but it wasn't like super big either. Uh, we were actually in the live sports um, business, so um, the company was called One Championship. It, uh, I guess, if you're familiar with the UFC, it's essentially um, a- Asia's competitor um, to the UFC. Uh, so there, I worked directly for the CEO, got a lot of hands-on startup experience uh, really kind of building, I was just startup within a startup person. So over the span of three years really helped to launch three new businesses from scratch, from starting a new uh, market, entering a new market, which was Japan to starting an esports and gaming business to starting an e-commerce business as well. Uh, so finally after three very grueling years, decided to kind of explore the next chapter of my life. And that's when I ended up moving to LA last year. Um, it was a tough move in the beginning because I didn't really know anybody and it was obviously COVID so it was hard to go out and meet people and that's kind of when I started getting uh, really excited about Web3 and NFTs and I think NFTs in particular just really spoke to me just given my consumer background Uh, I really look at NFTs as consumer goods on the blockchain and so that was just a natural path for me to explore I really am. I really love entrepreneurship, so I love working in early stage startups. I was putting some feelers out, and then I guess that's luck would have it. I connected with Randy Zuckerberg on Discord, and yeah, it was it was pretty funny because at the time I wasn't even using my real name; like I was using an avatar for a profile picture. But I guess we got into a Zoom call, um, you know, a couple of days later, and then the rest of it was history, pretty much. We joined forces pretty quickly. Uh, That was in February, and I guess it's been about six months now, like six, seven months. uh, And it's felt like a lot much longer, obviously. But uh, yeah, uh, it's been such a
1: pleasure and honor working alongside her and building HUG. That's amazing. You have such an incredible story. I mean, I feel like you've lived nine lives already, and you're so young. Like, this is, you've got an incredibly impressive resume. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, because this is a question that I always ask um, all of our guests, because a lot of our audience are fairly new to the Web3 and NFT space. I want to hear about your journey into really like the the point in which someone told you about NFTs to the point in which it made sense to you to the point in which you said, "Okay, I'm going all in. Let's let's do this. I want to hear kind of what that kind of transition sounds like for you.
2: Oh my gosh, I love that question. Uh, I would say that I, so I guess starting with crypto, like I, my first introduction to crypto was somewhere in the middle of 2019. I was still in Singapore at the time. Um, my partner was um, saying that, oh, you know, you should buy some crypto, like, you know, without much explanation. Like, honestly, I had no real idea what it was. Like, I had obviously heard of Bitcoin. Um, so, And even back then in Singapore, there weren't that many exchanges. So it was just really hard to even figure out, like, how do I even go about, like, buying um, crypto? So anyway, in 2019, bought a little bit of crypto. Honestly, it was just like a small amount of money that I probably wouldn't have missed. Like, you know, and and I I think my plan was just to kind of revisit it, like, in you know, I don't know, like 10 years from now. Uh, So I guess I would say I pretty much kind of forgot about the money that I had there. Uh, I... In, in um, I guess, yeah, last year, in 2021, uh, that was when obviously all of the headlines were were all about NFTs. There were all of these sensational headlines about, you know, people's piece selling for like a crazy amount of money. And in my mind, I was just like, what? Like, I kind of get what NFTs are, but it just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, why can't anybody just right click and save like all of this <laughs> stuff? Um, yeah. Honestly, I was just whatever. These are just those. Fun little headlines that I'm not really going to pay any attention to. Um, I think at some point I was uh, on a path of looking for my next career move. Like I had been in LA for a year. Uh, I had like started getting to know a few people and was also just in the market looking for a new job. And I knew I wanted it to be startup related, but frankly, I was fairly open to what that would look like. During this time, I guess I started going on Twitter. or was just browsing and somebody that I had connected with, like a mentor of mine, uh, basically tweeted about Meta Angels and just said, "Oh, I'm really excited for this Twitter space with Meta Angels." And I was like, "What? What on earth is this?" But this was somebody that I respected, um, so kind of did a little bit of digging. Um, I guess the founders are friends with this mentor of mine, so you know, it felt like okay, at least I'm not being scammed, right? Like, this seem these seem like you know, intelligent people whom I respect, and I think that's what really kind of encouraged me to dive deeper into it and so you know got discord I didn't have discord before so like downloaded discord like set up an account um and even at that point my twitter um like I was just using it more for looking like I would read celebrity news sports news Mm -hmm. occasionally just kind of go in and see what interesting content was there uh but yeah I think from that entire experience just set aside two full days where I really solidly went down the rabbit hole was reading a lot of long medium Articles. Uh, Actually, the one that I think really kind of helped me, really convinced me was this really, really long article by the founder of Curious Addies, Um, So, written by Ben. Uh, And that article was like insanely long, but it was just so well written and so compelling that I think by the end of it, I was just, gosh, I think I'm a convert. And actually, I think another really interesting, fun article by the New York Magazine of all like publications. Uh, And I still remember the name of the article. It was Nami's guide to understanding crypto or something and it was just written in such a way that it was very welcoming and beginner friendly and so i think at the end of those two days it just kind of hit me like a light bulb where i felt that if i didn't go into it now like i'm at this rare opportunity where you know i don't have a job presently so i could really do whatever i wanted next and i could really start on it right away and uh i just felt if I don't do this now, I'm going to look back at this moment, like a few years from now, I really regret it. And I think I just kept thinking about my parents who were so skeptical about e-commerce, like they wouldn't buy anything online when that first happened. Um, and then now, obviously, they do all of their shopping online. And I just thought, gosh, I, I can not be, I don't know if you've seen a Prudential commercial, but I didn't want to be like my parents. And so that was when... I really like kind of decided, all right, I'm going to commit myself. I'm just going to put myself out there. I still think of it really early. And that's um, and that basically happened. I would have spent up a few days.
1: I love I love that story. That light bulb moment that you talk about is is something that like I think all of us st- you know, talk openly about because it's so it doesn't make sense until it makes sense. And like, it's it's the most bizarre thing, because I don't feel like I've ever experienced something like that, where something really didn't make sense. And then with it, like, just a couple of words, by someone explaining it in a way that like, I can digest. It's like, oh my gosh, how did I not think this made sense? I, I absolutely love that story. Thanks for sharing that. So, um, So talk to me about like, hug so for our audience who may not be familiar with hug and the project of hug um, you know talk to us about you know hug what was like really the goal of hug and um, the intent of of the project like what's the mission talk to us about that
2: yeah so in a nutshell hug is a social curation and discovery platform as well as an accelerator program for current aspiring creators in web 3. Uh, the overall mission is really to level the playing field for anyone to succeed in this new world that we're operating in. And, you know, we like to call it the inclusivist, um, a place that is inclusive where everybody feels like that feels like they belong. And I guess how it really started was when I met Randy on Discord, Randy had at that point been mentoring like a number of projects, I guess more in a personal capacity. So she was mentoring Boss Beauty. She was mentoring Curious Addies that I had already mentioned Uh, And she was really looking to see how she could kind of scale this, um, I guess, basically scale mentorship and advice to, um, you know, young creative entrepreneurs who maybe had an artist background, but would never really, didn't really have much of a business background. And so that was something that, you know, obviously I thought was really exciting and appealed to me. We made the announcement that we were working on this together, like open a round of applications and I think we were expecting to get like 10 to 20 applications, we got 200 applications in 24 hours. And so I think it suddenly hit us that, great, we definitely still want to continue working hand in hand with these creators, but we have to, like, we want to do even more. And the only way that we could do more is that if we leverage the power of the community and leverage a platform uh, to really bring that to life. And I think one of the biggest problems that we see creators facing in this space is that of discoverability. I think um, right now, obviously, Twitter is extremely noisy. All like you go onto Discord, it's also extremely noisy. OpenSea has every single collection. You're not even sure which one is real, which one is not. And there just isn't that filter for um, you know, what is, I guess, what is a legitimate project and what isn't. And I think back to the whole discussion around diversity and equity and inclusion, we know that this space unfortunately is still very male dominated and white male dominated and creators from you know underrepresented communities just have a tougher time you know standing out because the circles that we are operating in the people that we're talking to is just not you know part of the bigger conversation and so you know we wanted to really build a platform that, would allow people to discover these projects that they loved and that they resonated with. And that beyond the speculation and the hype, people are actually looking to discover artists and businesses that they want to support and they can proudly say that they're putting their money and and whether it's money or whether it's just emotional support behind that and so that's really um the genesis of hug uh and yeah I think and and the creator accelerator has continued to to go on we're actually mentoring over 40 different projects founders and artists right now so um yeah lots of things going on that's
1: I can't imagine how busy you are <laughs> like that sounds like a lot and uh it's really exciting. You know, we, um, we have the pleasure of speaking with so many project leaders and, um, you know, talking about their challenges, talking about their successes. I'd love to hear from you kind of what was one of the unexpected challenges that you faced with um, HUG? Yeah,
2: I mean, I would say that, you know, we started Hug around a time where it was still like, I guess it was still in the middle of the bull market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of women-led projects were getting a lot of attention, starting with, like World of Women, Boss Beauties, you know, even Coven, like a whole bunch of various women-led projects were just doing really well as part of, as part of the overall like frothiness or, or bullishness of the market. Mm-hmm. And I think we felt really strongly that having this approach where we were targeting um, marginalized communities, that was something, I mean, not only was that true to our ethos and our mission, but we also felt like that would resonate in terms of like brand awareness and people just wanting to support these causes. I think um, as time has gone on and obviously the market environment is very different now. Like I think what we realized is that this is still, unfortunately the space is very like, you know, male dominated. And even though there are a lot more women today than there were in the beginning of the year, I think, at some point I started realizing that we were in the same rooms talking to the same people about the same topics and we weren't actually getting the message out there And so like, and I've always firmly believed that you can't really blame like anyone for the circumstances that you're in. And so rather than, and obviously we want that to be male allies and everything, but rather than waiting for men to come to us, like, is there a way that we can kind of go out there and get our name out there? So I would say that's probably like an unexpected challenge. I thought that, oh, you know, everyone would be really excited to support like underrepresented founders and creators. But I would say that there's still like um, a bunch of heavy lifting there to do for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, you bring up a really good point. So I also have a traditional finance background and, um, I feel personally that, um, the web three space is much better at welcoming women into the space than the traditional, you know, finance world, uh, you know, wall street world. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your take on like going from the traditional finance world to web three. Are you seeing like, are we making the right progress in web three or are you thinking like, wow, this is just a, a virtual version of, of wall street?
2: No, I mean, I think I definitely, I mean, I, I definitely do think that web three in general, have been able to find little pockets where you can really find like a group of people that share your values in a way that is much easier than the traditional finance world. I think when you're in a traditional finance world, it's really about who, you know, and, like, is that person going to make an introduction to you? It's very hierarchical. Whereas I feel like in web three, it's almost like everybody is on a clean slate and having a fresh start. Like even people who have been here for like a really long time, like they've been here, what, like two years, two and a half years. Um, So, you know, it's not, I guess it's different in like, I guess, Wall Street or like the banking side of things where, you know, people have actually been there for like 20, 30 years and institutions are like much older. So in that sense, I would say that it is easier to kind of make a name for yourself, to kind of step out of your comfort zone and really put yourself out there. Um, but I think at the same time, like, um, you know, there are, unfortunately, it just, I think that's just what happens when the demographics are skewed. And, and it's not necessary that people are like malintentioned, it just is an outcome of, you know, all of the systems that have been in place, right? Crypto came from the tech industry, which is still very male-dominated, even though progress has been made. And I think you'll see that even, in spaces right even like big spaces and then you notice that every single one of the speakers are male and I, it's not that it's deliberate i don't think that the organizers of or the space or the organizers at or a conference are you know like deliberately saying that oh we're not going to have female speakers but it's just sort of an outcome and like a blind spot and i mm-hmm. think another good example is that at say web3 conferences there are always these odd number of panels where it's about like women in web three, like a panel is about women in web three. And it's just like a bunch of women on the panel talking about wider and web three. And like, as opposed to that, like, it should be just women being on these web three panels, being able to share their experiences. And I think like what came off as a well-intentioned, you know, gesture to have a panel, to curate a panel featuring women in web three, it actually does the opposite where it, it's almost like we're put into this like special little like room where like, you know, no one else is supposed to hear us speak and not really giving us a platform to to be alongside everybody else.
1: Oh, my gosh, you touched on such a great point. So uh, Minty Cell and I had the opportunity to be on an a all women panel, which was so much fun. And I honestly we had a blast and we feel like we we made the most of it. But. I I looked around at NFT NYC at the various panels and speakers and you're not kidding. Like most of the panels that had women on it were all women. And I was thinking about like the purpose of the reason why we want to be inclusive of women, of people of color, of minorities, everyone is so that there's a diverse thought process and diverse thinking and when you um, have all women on the stage, it's empowering. It, f- it makes us feel good, but we're not getting the diversity that this whole thing is intended for. So like having men um, and women on the same stage, just, and, and you know, every sort of kind of minority on stage together, that's where the best thinking comes about. And so um, you're right. It's not malintended. And it, I actually think like it's, it's a sweet intention. Of, yes, of, yeah. It is sweet, but it's like totally not, it's not, it's not checking the box and it is missing the mark big time, but yeah, 100%. interesting. So, um, I want to hear about kind of, you know, it sounds like you're doing so many incredible things right now. I don't know how you have the time to do it all, but I want to hear kind of what does the future look like for you and for Hug? Oh, gosh, yeah. I
2: mean, maybe I'll, I'll start off with Hug. So we just released our beta, our live beta last month. Um, It's still, everything is still work in progress, but, you know, we wanted to show what we've been working on. So if you go into the Hug.xyz, like it's definitely not perfect, but we wanted to give people um, a look, our sense of what we have been um, building uh, we have, you know, more product releases coming out right now. The website is pretty much just a directory. So you can discover projects right now, but you can't really do much more than that. And we really want to encourage everyone to interact with the platform, to leave the reviews, to, you know, eventually start curating their lists of favorite projects as well as favorite artists and really um, make this a fun I think curation is something that should be fun and should be done together. And, you know, we really wanted to approach this where right now we're all doing our own research, but let's do our own research together. And that's where like, and then let's archive that. I mean, not archive that, but let, let's have a record of it, rather than it being lost, like in discord. And then you can't find, you know, what the, what the discussions were. So, um, you know, that's why we're really um, leaning towards and, you know, well, obviously hoping to get more and more user feedback and we'll tweet that along the way. Um, so I would say that's what's coming for HUG. Uh, our accelerator program, like we just closed applications for this upcoming cohort in October. So we're excited to be reviewing those applications, uh, also in, t- in talks of a number of partners to potentially bring some themed um, cohorts in the future. So I'm very I'm thrilled and excited about that and really is about how do we um, spotlight and upscale creators who are new to Web3. So I would say that's what we have in store at HUG. Um, and for myself personally, like I think one thing that I love about being in Web3 is that it I learn so much every single day. The space obviously moves so fast um, and it's sometimes intimidating, but also really exciting to be at a forefront of technology, I guess, and to be forefront of like development in not just technology, but also culture. So it is really um, fun to be like um. Part of that to be a part of that conversation, and I've just been feeling, um, you know, that I I've been being upskilled as well, uh, and also being connected to so many talented creators, and being able to be a part of their journey, their success journey. That's something that's personally really rewarding for me.
1: Oh, I love it. That's I I fully share that sentiment of like it's in this space more than I think any other space. I feel. Um, And this is going to sound so bad, but I'm going to use the word and it's not it's not like, you know, a bad word in my mind, but I feel dumb. I feel like there's so much that I don't know. It's so humbling. Um, And I've been in this space for now about a, actually just over a year, thanks to Minty Cell, she's the one that brought me into this space and introduced me to NFTs and and really like, I can't believe how much I don't know. So it's very humbling and it's like really an opportunity for people who love learning. This is such an awesome space for that. So I, I, I totally share that. Um, a couple more questions, uh, one being for our listeners who are mostly all new to the space, um, Do you have any advice for um, particularly women or uh, minorities coming into the space who may feel a little overwhelmed? Any advice for, for newbies to the space?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I think of this is a this is an overwhelming space, and I think, like we mentioned at this at the beginning of this conversation, um, most of the times it just seems completely crazy and confusing and like wild why anyone would even be interested in NFTs or crypto or Web three in general. Um, And there is always that light bulb moment. So I would say that for anybody that is brand new to the space, keep an open mind. Um, But at the same time, also be patient. Like, I don't um, I mean, it took I I felt like I fell into the rabbit hole pretty quickly. But, you know, for some people, it takes time to get over the skepticism. And frankly, if I were to look at since the time that I actually started getting um, involved in crypto, if you if you will, that was like in 2019, so it took me probably a good like two and a half years before I fully rid myself of that skepticism. So you know, it, it takes time, I guess, just be open, be curious, keep asking questions and, and also be safe. I guess the good thing, I mean, we love things that are decentralized. I think that's what the, um, the, the appeal of the technology is, is what we're all trying to explore here. But that also means that, um you know, safety and security is something that everybody is still working on. So you know, always kind of do that research and, and find a community, find a community that's welcoming. Hug is a good one. You know, we're always here to answer questions and no judgment whatsoever. We will all
1: begin as ones. Oh, I love that. OK, great. Um, and so anything else that you want to share with our audience? Yeah, I mean, I, I
2: guess, yeah, would love it if you could visit our, our website at thehug.xyz or follow us on Twitter at thehugxyz or just even say hi to me on on Twitter. I'm at Dev soon. Um, I, I mostly respond to all of my DMs. Uh, I'm always here to really support anybody that's new on their Web3 journey, whether you're an artist or whether you're just someone looking to kind of understand the space a little bit better or even make that um, career transition switch. I feel like, I got my start in Web3 mostly because a lot of people were just very generous with their time and, you know, would even give me the time of day. Um, and I really believe that because we're also early still that giving and this spirit of giving and the spirit of giving without expecting anything in return actually goes a really long way. So that's something that I feel that I benefited from at the start of my journey and I still benefit from today.
1: And so, you know, I'm always looking to kind of pay it forward and, and return the favor. That is amazing. Debbie, you have been awesome. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And Minty Sal, I know you're having some trouble with uh, your connection, but um, we know that you're you're still with us following along and, and sharing some notes with us. So um, thank you so much, Debbie, for your time. Uh, we will be sure to follow you and would love to, you know, have you back on the show in the future, if that'd be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. All right, Thanks, Debbie. Oh, that was such a good conversation. I'm so bummed that you didn't get a chance to really participate in the conversation because I know you were, you know, not in the best location for Wi Fi, but uh, glad you got a, li- a chance to listen in. What'd you think?
0: I know. Un- unfortunately, uh, traveling and technology don't always cooperate. So I could not be a part of that interview, but I did get to hear it. And oh my gosh, Debbie is amazing. She has like a brilliant background. And I really do. I just I love the hug, the hug project and what they're doing. I don't know if we should mention this or not. But um, we may or may not have applied for the accelerator program. So stay tuned. There could be some super exciting news coming your way uh, soon.
1: That's right. Yeah. Such a good conversation. you hit the nail on the head. She was I didn't so even gorgeous.
0: mean to do that. Do you know what I, I just said? Soon and her last name's De- Debbie soon. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So i thank you, Jenna, for you know taking the lead on that since I wasn't able to participate.
1: Of course. That's what we yeah. do.
0: That's right. Um, So I just want to say thanks everybody for listening and we would love it if you would give a a subscribe on YouTube and be sure to click that bell because that's how you get notified whenever there's a new episode available.
1: That's right. And as always, thank you so much again for listening to the Nifty Chicks. Always remember, invest in yourself. You are worth it.